Welcome to the Conversations Podcast. I am Taylor. We are continuing our summer series, Stories of Jesus Looking at the Parables. And who better than to have two special guests and friends to talk through it. First, we're joined by lead pastor, Jose Amaroa. Good morning, Taylor. Good morning. It's good to have you on. And we're joined by the doctor. He's back, y'all. Dr. Carl Folingstad. Carl, thanks for being back on the podcast. Thanks. Good morning, y'all. It's great to have you both. Jose, I'd love to give you the final first word. <laughs> You'll have the final word too. First and final word about this message. It's cool because, again, we've talked about this before, but with this parable series, you get a chance to pick the parable based on what God's put on your heart. So I'd love to hear kind of why this parable that we're looking at and what God taught you in the process. Well, I just kept on reading from where we left off the week prior. We uh, talked about uh, the parable of the rich fool, and those six points were so clear. And then I really like the end of of this parable where it says to whom much is given, much is expected. I'll never forget when uh, an 80-year-old mentor when I was in college told me those very same words, and I didn't know that he was uh, that he was quoting scripture. I thought he was quoting Spider-Man with great power comes great responsibility. But uh, it's it's here. Yeah, turns <laughs> it's, out. They always get it from the Bible. Tell you what, you know. Every truth Hollywood thing does writers. have a connection to, to the word. That is true. And so, uh, yeah, this, this whole deal of responsibility. But once I started digging into the text, I got these three E's that, that really help us get ready for whatever God has for us in the season, in any season. And uh, so that's what I got excited about. I, I got a lot of strength from both the gatekeeper and also the servant that is giving the lunch allowance. And and these are great uh, parables and lessons that, that we need to be ready. We'll jump into those three E's, expectant, equipped, and encouraged. But first, Carl, would love to ask you just your thoughts on the series, and in particular, this parable. One of the things I enjoy is I feel like even reading these parables that I've heard multiple times, God tends to kind of draw something out. So what kind of stood out to you from Sunday or just as you looked at this passage and where we're at both as a church but even as a society? Yeah, it reminded me a little bit about when we were in East Africa. I was a chairman of the Boy Scout troop, Troop 140. And uh, David, my son, was in there with me. And, you know, the motto of the Boy Scouts is, be prepared. So immediately Ah. I zoomed in on that. Oh, cool. You know, that was that's the big mantra, as well as uh, do a good turn daily, which is also a good one. But uh, yeah, so it's so important. And this is like a clump of like mini parables Mm -hmm. in, in a section on discipleship and what that means. And it even touches on, you know, like Christian leadership and stuff like that, which is very sobering. I must say, uh, as, as you brought out very clearly in the message, you know, a very, this is our, our, our savior talking, but he's, he's been very, very serious about, you know, Mm -hmm. what it means to be watchful and faithful in leadership. And just in general, I can think of times where I could have done a better job uh, beforehand. In fact, we were just in um, Uganda, and when we showed up at a village to see some children, I, I did not do a good job equipping. Uh, someone that I was with, what we were about to see, it was poverty at its worst, really. And so uh, we were talking about things. We were, we were we were on topic, but just not prepared for what we saw. And after the fact, I mean, we had a long conversation about the Lord and why, why, why are these children suffering the way that they are when we live the lives that, that we live? And, you know, the, the, the point is that that's why we're on mission. <laughs> we're there to help. We're there to ask God, Lord, what is my uh, assignment here? Is it just to pray for them? Is it mm-hmm. just to love on them and, and and bless them when I'm here short term? Or is there a longer assignment? But point being, I could have done a better job preparing them. And I love how Jesus is showing mm-hmm. his leadership skills here. He's preparing them and saying, hey, 
It's not going to be easy. Make sure to be alert. Uh, I'm coming back. In the meantime, you have an assignment. Yeah, yeah, that's so good. Let's let's jump into these three points here. This first is expectant. Again, that's kind of one of the key themes throughout this passage here in Luke 12. Jose, I loved how you pulled in Luke 4, actually, where Jesus talks a lot about almost like his purpose, his mission, what he's here to do and has continued to do even though he's returned to heaven. Would love to hear just y'all's thoughts on how would someone, I mean, what times do you think it's easiest to be expectant for God to move? And what do you think are times in your life where it's harder for to see God move? And what are ways that we can just, because again, it's one thing just simply say, hey, just look for God or be expectant for God. But what does that actually begin to look like in your lives, especially as we mature as believers? It's really easy when things are exciting and when things are good to say, of course, God is blessing us. It's very uh, uh, fun to see and be a part of. And it's really hard flip side when Mm -hmm. things are not going well and you're expectant, God, where are you? You know, why am I battling this sickness? Why am I going through this difficult relationship? You know, and so that's, that's where God still, we should be expectant for him to move. Yeah, I know a lot of the Psalms are in that valley mm-hmm. of, of, you know, uh, what can we, ex- we're expecting something from you. You used to act in the past, you know, you did, did all this crazy great stuff and miraculous stuff for Israel, but but now we're here, you know, sometimes in the exile or whatever, and they're saying, you know, what do you, what can we expect from you now? So it's that eternal question, you know, um, you know, expecting God to move in a situation, and sometimes he does, like, powerfully mm-hmm. beyond what we expect we're not even expectant that he does it and he does it mm-hmm. but then other times we're expecting more and especially for the long-term thing mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. how do we know what to expect from god because i'm thinking if someone may be listening it's like i'm not a bible scholar or a pastor so so how do i even know what to be looking for when it comes to be expecting yeah that's why i brought those four things out in the message we can always expect god to save to seek and to save the lost that's our salvation we can always expect god to heal uh, heal our brokenness, also mend a relationship. We can always expect him to, to unite his people. Uh, when we gather with one another, there's this fellowship that that is strengthened and, and is encouraging. And then we can always expect him to put us to work, to activate our faith so that we can serve the needs of others, both inside of the church and outside of the church. So again, sometimes in my life, I, I can say, well, Lord, I, I expect you to come through in, in these ways, <laughs> you know, in the ways that I want you to come through. Mm-hmm. But in Luke 4, that Isaiah 61 passage mm-hmm. that Jesus quotes, that's what we should expect, that he sets the oppressed free, that he gives sight to the blind, that he comes to declare the year of the Lord's favor. Those are those are the things that he's in the business of doing. Right. And just just like you said, just be alert for the, the unexpected uh, in, in terms of we're expecting of one thing, but yet it comes in and hits us in a different way. Um, God, God acts in a way that, yes, is an answer to prayer, but it's completely different than what we thought. Right. Uh, or something like that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Carl, you've spent time overseas on mission for years and years and years. Do you do you sense a, a, just a disadvantage that we have over here in the States when Great it question. comes to noticing and, and picking up on how God's moving? Or how would you compare the two environments that you've been in? Aha, wow, that's a that's a big one. So how much time do we have? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, one of the, the 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 biggest struggles in being uh, a missionary, especially when we first went to Nigeria, uh, northern Nigeria in '87, is um, and we were three years in the bush. Is that the schedule got ripped out of my heart? Right. Mm. It's just like, you know, you'd set a goal and about an eighth of that goal was a bit too much to to get to, you know, during the day. It's like, you know, doing a job while you're camping or something. I don't know. 
it just, uh, logistics was like a force of nature. And it was like, okay, uh, we're really getting a lot done today, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, so that was really hard uh, because um, the schedule, we were not in control of our schedule. But that's actually a very... Right. healing thing that's too right. because you know we're not really here in charge even here it's, we're not in charge mm-hmm. of our schedule we we do have a lot of control relatively speaking compared to what goes on in you know another place where there's no electricity or water or things but uh it's still the same issue um we just have a little bit more cover and we can we have to be pushed farther along the line before we really feel like we're losing control and, and when we were there it was like obvious we had no control over anything we talked about our comfort and we are just so much more comfortable here and we can attain comfort easier here. It's cheaper in a way. We take it for granted every day. And yet that is the one thing that deceives us into thinking that we are in control right. because right. we're not, we're not. And that's a gift. I must say mm-hmm. that m- most people in the world have is they may not have electricity, AC, things like that. But, but what they do know is that Christians, at least they, they rely on God more yeah, They do, and they, they have more <laughs> faith. Even if they're not Christians, they have faith in other things. There's med- you know, witch doctors that are in the villages. There's other uh, uh, faiths that come in and try mm-hmm. to answer the, the question, why am I here? And we believe, of course, that why we're here is because we're made in the image of God and we're put here to glorify Him, worship Amen. Him, and to serve others mm-hmm. uh, un- until Jesus comes back. And so that's, that's the worldview that helps keep us, you know, expectant. Yeah, yeah. Right. that's so good. Regardless of where we're at, the second E here is equipped. And Jose, you kind of had three little sub points here. Uh, we're equipped knowing our assignment, knowing the word, and then through prayer. Uh, we'd love for you, again, not to have to rehash all this, but just I loved how you put this idea between appointments and assignments and just really beginning to see God's purpose in what we're doing. How would the two of y'all recommend someone that's just trying to start there? Just understanding, okay, what what is how is God trying to use me? What is my purpose here? And then where does this role of being equipped fall? in line with with our mission yeah just something that came to mind one of my favorite verses is proverbs 69 we make our plans so to your point you know we make our plans and then it's god who directs our steps the making our plans though is important oh yeah because that's our doing we we do have to say hey i'm I'm going to you know commit to x or y or z uh in the case for sunday morning we need more people to commit to serve in our church because our church is growing praise be to god and so we need more people in the game so that we can meet the needs of more people and so committing making that plan and then watching god direct your step whether that's confirming that's exactly where you you were born to <clears throat> greet on Sunday morning you know? when, when shout you, out to the greeting team that's I'm right like, hey, yes yeah. and some I've people when you shake their hand you just feel known and seen in a supernatural way you're activating your Holy Spirit gifting right and then other times as you try it out and you're like I, <laughs> this is really difficult this is a lot of effort mm-hmm. and so then you just make another plan mm-hmm. and and continue to look and and activate your gifting by actively serving and right. that's what brings out our spiritual gifts would love to hear y'all's thoughts jose you brought up this term before that god doesn't call the equipped but equips the called i've heard that before just throughout uh mm-hmm. my my christian life and so ha- that, that's such a significant truth that god really does it takes the pressure off of us to have to graduate with certain fancy degrees just 
be able to start being used by God. How has y'all's experience with that? Because I know both of y'all's stories and how God has used y'all from early on, including up till now. How have you seen that work? And how would you encourage someone that maybe is feeling inadequate or not equipped enough to start doing the work that God has for them? Yeah, well, that <clears throat> that statement of yours uh, uh, about God, God equips those who he's called is so huge. I mean, he's got a plan for you in the kingdom. You can be sure of it. The God of heaven who created heaven and earth has a plan for you within his body. And it's just a matter of you kind of uh, in counsel with others. You know, other people can say, hey, yeah, you know, you really got a gift of preaching. You've got a gift of service. You've got a, you know, you know obviously the music one comes out clear sometimes. But uh uh, just getting the confirmation of others, uh, trying something out. Like you, you said, Jose, it was great. You know, God leaves through negative guidance also. Like I think hmm. of all the times Paul said, I'm going to go here, and then the yeah. Holy Spirit forbade us from going into Asia. Well, you can do that on a much mini scale and try something and say, well, I didn't, I was forbidden to go to Asia in that respect. You know, I can't do that. You know, maybe, maybe you try out to be lead singer and it might not be your gifting, <laughs> for example. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, so, and then community groups, I think, too, is another way, uh, a safe w- a place to, to kind of start this journey of, you know, especially if you're new coming into the kingdom, um, see what it's all about. I'd love to ask you, too, what about in, the, in, the, in, the, in your job? So, you know, we can talk about our assignment at church and how we serve through the local church, but what about, what about our job? How, how has that been true for you in your life? Uh, in terms of knowing your assignment vocationally uh, well i think you kind of know you're in the zone uh and and you feel what what's uh, uh eric liddell's phrase i feel god's pleasure when i run wow that's kind of like it's like this is you know this is both what god had planned for me but this is also me and they're but you know they're both together um so you're you're kind of in your zone and you're seeing God, use your gifting, you, you see him leading, and you're, you're actually seeing some fruit from that because you're in your zone and you're in his leading. So that kind of, uh, kind of like line of uh, laser encouragement, I think, is part of it. Something I pick up on, Carl, what you said, and Jose, you even shared this on Sunday, but just even our posture towards our work, it doesn't necessarily mean that everybody needs right. to quit their job and yeah. become oh, no. a missionary oh, no. or yeah. a pastor, yeah. but just even seeking God's purpose in the work that we're in now, I think is huge. I know just even growing up and being in college, that was a big thing we were all trying to figure out as, okay, what, what, what are we going to do? Yeah, yeah, what's my one thing in life that I'm supposed to be working on? And I really feel like God helped me see that, that it's just in the time that he has me in right where I'm at, that he wants to use me and just kind of, but it's that posture because for me I, I'd rather know that answer from God right. and then give it over to him and then start working for him and instead that posture of surrender saying okay God I'm ready to get used now and I'll follow your lead regardless of where this takes me or what this ends up and it's also almost a trick question because we think that our assignment is maybe a service opportunity or a vocation but but it's it's really seasonal you know you you're in an assignment whatever that season of life looks like you 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 have an assignment right then and there and so i can think of times in my life where i thought well i'm in a season of preparation well sure definitely god had something for me later but even in that season there was incredible purpose and incredible clarity and those assignments are very clear and they're broad to make disciples right, right. <laughs> to to love god with all that you are and and to love people that's that's our mission statement as a church the great commission and the great commandment so those are always true 
I'm rem <clears throat> reminded partly about uh, somebody I know well who's got a software business. And basically, uh, it's a very successful software business, but he actually brings his Christianity in on how they treat employees, hmm. how they, they treat people. Like during COVID, uh, they were very extra helpful during that time. How they treat, you know, they have got a lot of people in India that works for the company. So kind of the cross-cultural acceptance and encouragement of, you know, that great body of, of, of strength in India that, that contribute to the business. So he actually brings his Christian faith into how he runs his business. Amazing. And that's just as much a missionary that's right. as me being a direct, you know, full-time fellow or yeah. pa you know, in the pastorate. Pastor. That's yeah. right. So, you know, you can, there's so many creative ways that uh, you, you make your, your business is your ministry. It really is. And tying back to the parable, we're talking about a gatekeeper and then someone behind the scenes giving you know people their lunch allowance, the other workers. And these are minimal. Uh, uh, and, and, and Jesus is saying on purpose, a servant serves no matter what position they have. Right. And in the kingdom of God, whether you are a leader or whether you are at the bottom of you know an organizational structure, the, the posture is the same. Mm -hmm. Be alert serve, expect God to move, you're equipped, and then, you know, this last mm -hmm. one, encourage. Yes, encourage. Perfect segue there. The last one here, Jose, you kind of had two points here <laughs> on uh, encouraged by our story and our community. Uh, it's just cool that y'all are on as we talk about this because I feel like there's so much that uh, I've just heard from y'all that you've gotten a chance to see God work. There's also a lot of heaviness that both of you carry just in the weight of the work that you do. And so if there's anybody I feel like that could be use the excuse of being discouraged and just, you know, even giving up hope on the world or just what we're living it, it could be y'all. So I'd love to hear just y'all's kind of personal practice of how you stay encouraged, how you would encourage us that get to points where it, it really is hard. And this whole idea of living on mission is, I wanna, is in question. I want to hear, Carl, what encouraged you those three years literally in, in the bush of Nigeria? Oof. Yeah, that's going back. Let me think. <laughs> yeah. Were you even born then? Uh, sorry. I mean, you know, time's relative, though. Time's relative, as you know, from Einstein. Um, yeah, well, we, we were convinced that the Lord had brought us to that point every little step of the way. So even though it was, you know, um, it was very different, different and very difficult, we felt like, well, you know, He's, he's brought us up to this point. So just because it's difficult and different and challenging, it doesn't mean we should give up that. Now, I will say that, you know, on different days of the week, you know, one of us or the other of Joy and I probably, you know, said, I've had enough. <laughs> Holding the but, other. But it never was on the same day. Yeah. You know, so, you know, the, 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 the Lord really kept us uh, moving uh, through that time. And there's good seasons, you know, there's hard seasons and bad seasons, you know, there's challenging times, blessed times. And fortunately, you know, it's not just all one thing. Yeah. And, and fortunately, the, the Lord seems to know when we're almost at the edge. And then he'll, you know, he, he steps in. That's what we found in our ministry over mm -hmm. there. Uh, and here also, is that, you know, when you're at the ed ed edge of your uh, chain that uh, you know the Lord. The Lord really uh, He knows our frame. He knows we're we're dust made out of dust, and He comes in. Uh, and we've seen that happen again and again. So good. That is so good. I think about uh, this quote, Eli Weissel. He was in a concentration uh, yeah, yeah. camp. He he said this about 
encouragement. Uh, the opposite of love is not hate, it's indifference. The opposite of art is not ugliness, it's indifference. The opposite of faith is not heresy, it's indifference. And the opposite of life it's, is not death, it's indifference. And another word for indifference is apathy. So I think a, a big enemy that we have as believers is not to grow apathetic. And it goes right. back to expecting God to to continue to be who he is right. in this time mm-hmm. and uh, know that we have a purpose and then also hold on to these mm-hmm. little wins. And so in, right. in, in the verse there uh, where it says much is expected from those whom much is given, what is what has God given me? Mm-hmm. I love that you, know, you went back, Carl, and thought, all right, God has given us Clarity that right. we're supposed to be here. Right. Therefore, he's going to come through because right. this was his idea. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, you know, in addition to that, just the idea, you know, sometimes we think about, I love the way you talk about responsibility. It sounds like a, a, a thing. A burden. A burden, but, it, you know, you have the ability to respond. I like that, you know, but the thing is, when you have responsibility, it also gives you meaning. That's what, you know, especially our culture these days thinks, you know, is you just want to talk about your own rights and stuff like that. But responsibilities also give you purpose yeah. and meaning in life. And so that's another thing about, you know, um, being encouraged through your assignment. That's so you good. Know? I love the way you, you unpacked what does it mean to be ready, I must say. Uh, this is a, you know, I'm not being paid to say this, but... <laughs> To think about what maybe, does it maybe mean I'll to be begin ready. To pay you. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> what does it mean to be ready? You know, yeah. just unpacking what that looks like has just been, and so that really, well, you know. this is a testament to expositional preaching. You, you spend enough time in the word and it speaks, yeah. you know, it comes out. Right. And so God is faithful because mm-hmm. um, <laughs> he's put me in this position right. to teach. And mm-hmm. so I know when I approach preparation for Sunday, it has very little to do with me. It has everything to do with the Lord and his word. But when we preach, and you've taught me this, Carl, as a Bible translator, that there's a place for translation, and then there's a special place for the preaching of the word oh. in the assembly, that, that the Holy Spirit does move in a, in a special way when, when we gather. And so that's just so much fun to, what did you say earlier? The uh, There's a pleasure. Mm-hmm. There, satisfaction yes. is another word. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we really are satisfied when we recognize God's plan, God's seasonal assignment in our life. Thanks for listening to The Conversations Podcast. Be a part of the conversation by sending questions about the Sunday message directly from ccc.guide or by emailing conversations at cypresscreekchurch.com. See you back for the next conversation.